Howdy, howdy, everyone. Welcome back to the Matchnet Podcast. Matchnet Podcast. You nailed it. <laughs> All right, it's good to have you, Yana. Uh, it's really good to have you back from maternity leave. Let's get into this. We have a lot on our mind, Yana and I. We are in the trenches trying to help people get matched and blessed and succeed in this blessing thing and have long-term lasting love, right? So a question that we often get, and I know that everybody asks at some point during the matching process, whether you are single or you're a parent, is... What do I look for in a spouse of the billions of people on the planet? <laughs> it seems yeah. like an impossible task to find a fish in a storm of a, a stormy ocean, right? And it almost seems impossible. It's very, very daunting and very intimidating and maybe the scariest thing in the world to just kind of throw yourself out there, not knowing if, you know, what God and spiritual spirit world might be guiding you towards, not really knowing what's really critical, important. So our only goal in this uh, episode is to help you figure out what to look for. Like, what are the essentials? What are the bare bones essentials? And uh, I have been, I have been adamant in in the last many years in teaching folks that finding someone is is very much simpler than we make it in most of the cases. Mm-hmm. And it's usually when we get into the, yeah, you know, we talk a lot about on this, the podcast of about some things that aren't that important, like anything that is not eternal, for example, anything that does not, yeah. that you don't bring with you into after your lifetime, let's just cross that out, first of all, as not that important. It is important a little bit, right? Like physical features, but ultimately it's not like the make or break for, is this person going to be my partner for the, for eternity, right? You know? Yeah. What are, things, what are some things that don't matter? Let's start there. <laughs> yeah, the things that don't matter. Well, physical appearance, you know, a lot of physical things. I think even like hobbies and stuff, I was just thinking about, Mm. I feel like so many times people, we get so fixed on like who we think we are right now, instead of this idea that like eternity, it's like so long, even a lifetime is long, but like, you're going to change. People are going to change. That was something I just, I, I even, when I got, when I got blessed, I wasn't thinking about how I've changed. I'm such a different person than when I was when I got blessed. And like, that's, you've got to get blessed with that mindset that you're two people who are growing in your um, life. And a lot of it has to do with becoming, you know, a couple and then becoming parents and changes, but career-wise, the way you see things, all of that can change. So a lot of someone has this career, this background, or this study, that might be look totally different five, 10 years from now. And um, not to get too fixated on that for sure. And is there anything that you and Alexander changed, like like hobbies that you developed or things that you didn't think you'd be into? Oh yeah, that's true. I don't know if things that you didn't think you'd be into, but I definitely shifted career-wise mm-hmm. for sure. Like I was super on like this international politics, wanting to work in that field or with embassies, and that would impact our our life a lot. And I just felt like when I started looking into that workload, I was like, that's not kind of the person I want to become. And that would shift our dynamic too, like at home. Hmm. And so I feel like we've had a lot of, um, Alexander let me explore when I was in Norway, what I wanted to find and find my career. And now being here, I feel like I'm really in the space that I'm kind of been looking for and meant to be in this role and a lot of things. And he's gets a chance to explore more. And so I feel like we've just given ourselves a lot of space to like be each other's supporter and not have it all figured out. Right. Yeah, yeah. We're still figuring out who we are. And I think that's, I, I feel that there's sometimes a lot of pressure on people because we got blessed really young. You, you and Hitoy also got blessed really young. Yep. And I think sometimes there's a lot of pressure, like, I don't know who I am and you don't fully know that's part of the journey, but I'm so grateful to mm. have, Alexander by my side while I've been figuring that out and it's and there's always been a way to include him in that instead of like I feel some couples they try to find their journey by themselves and they don't include their spouse and that's where things Mm. you know get challenging but it's a lot of pressure on you to like look for some eternal spouse and know exactly who you are and even who you are then may change you know so Right, right. I feel like the core, the eternal aspects of your character and more deeper spiritual values in life and direction are the, those are the things you're talking about, about like focus on that more than a lot of the more 
peripheral things yeah. that they tend to stand out more, right? Mm -hmm. They grab our attention, but they're not um, they're not the stable things. I feel <laughs> so. You had an intense, dr a dramatic change in your career, yeah, because of your yes. blessing, right? Would you yeah. say that you would be the director of the Blessing and Family Ministry if you were not blessed, right? Now? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Probably I don't not, think right? I would have. I would have done it if I hadn't moved to Norway and then come back. If we had ah. just blessed. Interesting. Yeah. So that yeah. experience you had in Norway, living internationally. Interesting. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. So something something you touched on that made me think is that it almost seemed like in 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 my experience in my helping matching sporting getting people matched for ten years now, I almost want to say this, but I'm gonna hold my tongue. I almost want to say it doesn't really matter so much. Hold on. <laughs> when I say that, I know people get upset. They're like, what are you talking about? Doesn't matter. You know, okay, but let me say, let me rephrase it. I think it matters a lot less than we think. But if you focus on the things that really do matter, which we'll get into, guys, yeah. then it becomes more clear and way, way more simple to find someone. Uh, so thanks, Yana. We've kind of identified a bit about what what not to work, look in look into in terms of finding someone myself too it's like I, I had a whole career planned out to live in japan my whole life to do translation work to work i wanted to work in the government japanese government. i don't know why i don't know why and then I, and then i got a job at a hospital like as a some kind of like manager for some ward in a japanese hospital and that was set and good to go and then i got um, an email from the bfm Oh, you know, this was a Crescentia back when she was the director and the email said, hey, uh, you know, because I was a matching sport at the time and I, I kind of knew the team, you know, like we're we're <laughs> we want to we're looking for someone to hire uh, to work in New York at BFM. And I was like, you know, what's crazy, though. I said yes immediately. Like I didn't I didn't even blink an eye. And I talked to Hitoi too, like my pregnant wife at the time living in Japan. She didn't blink an eye. She was like, yeah, you're going to take it. Wow. Just crazy because I never would have thought that I wanted to be that guy that works at headquarters in New York and and uproot and move our entire life plan to America and New York. Um, but I did it because because same same reason as you, you know, I, I received a blessing and I understood that how important this is. And I know how hard, like personally, I, I understood how challenging my marriage was, and I wanted to help people do to overcome the same things that I was able to and go through this matching process thing the same way that I was able to and so that's a dramatic change in, in my life path uh, since then to doing you know what what I'm doing now so yeah thanks for thanks for letting me remember that interesting little thing yeah for yeah. sure all right so this question we're going to ask here uh, I want to take two two turns in this one one question I want to answer is spiritually speaking what is the most important thing for to look for in a spouse in other words another way of asking that question is to god what is god's number one priority when considering two people are these people compatible are these people going to have success what is god's number one priority or what is true parents number one priority when true father was matching people what was going through true father's mind i don't think and i'll say this on record i don't think it was just true father was like randomly possessed. He was like, you, 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 you. And then it was just automatic. I don't think so. I think true father is a very spiritually open and a very intuitive person and very experienced and did it for many years. So he's able to see based on characteristics and spiritually speaking, he's able to see what he's able to see something about two people that makes them um, work. You know what I'm saying? Or makes them. So that's what I want to get to. Like what was going through true father's mind? When he was actually matching people was it just like a bunch of spiritual things i don't think so uh and then the other uh aspect of this question i want to answer is more relational because we can talk about spiritual stuff all we want and if two people are just gung-ho spiritually does that make them a compatible uh, couple relationally speaking and usually it, it's not so we have to have the relational the practical but also the spiritual um so yana what are your thoughts on that like what is what is important when it comes to spiritual compatibility yeah wow I, I this is such a good question it's kind of like 
Man, I don't know. I'd <laughs> love to hear others' input too. I feel that with the way you framed it, I, with True Father, I, I thought of that a bit. Um, Alexander and I were matched by True Father Picture Match. So I often wondered what was um, going, you know, what was seen in our pictures and our just the facial facial part, because I know there, there's a lot. I'm not good at that, reading what different face characteristics, you know, the characteristics of a person by their face shape and stuff. But um, I feel like spiritually, and I've heard it before, and I think that the way that I feel that God is guiding Alexander and I together, and I guess that's the spiritual side of what God's looking for, it does come down to, I just always feel like I see this image of the yin and yang, yin and yang, like that harmony of two becoming one, um, how we can reflect God in that way. And I think that a lot of that, the way you can find the good compliment that, because yin and yang is about compliment. It's not about like being the same. It's like you're different and together you kind of like this puzzle piece, you fit together. And those things that are so different about us are like, it helps round me out as a person, but especially our kids are much more rounded out because they've got that compliment of that. And I feel like that's what I've heard hmm. said from your father a lot, like matching you for your kids, for your lineage, which makes sense. We think about lineage is so important, the blessing. Um, but even just when I think of like being blessed for over was it 13 years, I nice. see that how we've harmonized, like rounded out together because of our differences. And I'll, I'll just give one really specific example because this is very Norwegian and American and there are a <laughs> lot of Norwegian and Americans. Cool. We literally cool. talked about this last weekend that um, Americans, we are a little bit too, <laughs> this American dream philosophy, we like to control things a lot. Like something happens, well, I can fix it, right? Like we can control the outcome of things. Norwegians, it's a, you know, it's a very harsh landscape and very hard weather are very much about what you can't control. It just is like that. You just got to accept it. And we, we clash on that a lot of times, a different situation. I was trying to think of what it was we were clashing on. Oh yeah, it was like about um, Alexander's job and like what could be improved, like as a supervisor, what could he do and improve? And what you can control and what you can't control. And we kept, we always go into this conversation and I realized it's the complement of both. Like you need yeah. to have a bit of sense of there's something that I can control and also let go and let God. And one way or the other, too extreme isn't ideal. It's like meeting in the middle and us doing that as a couple is really key. But I also feel like our kids coming from these two cultural backgrounds, I hope will have a healthier, like, you know, medium of that point. And so I think that that's what, yeah, ultimately there's this, it's not just about your cultural background and characteristics, but a deeper sense of like, you're meant to find this unity together to resemble God. And I feel like God knows you so well, <laughs> is looking for like, um, who can really help compliment you in that way. But the ultimate way is really through your children. I think that, yeah. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I love this question. I feel like there's so much more, but that's what came to me. Well, one thing, one thing you mentioned before is that you and Alexander were very, at least from your perspective, you were very different spiritually speaking, like your maturity yeah. level. And it seemed like you had to go through a process of growth there. Do you want to talk about that, Vid? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, again, this is about God sees people differently than we see people. So I'm a person who worked a lot, very intentionally on my spiritual growth, did three years on STF, mainly because I didn't understand, like I was stubborn and I felt like I had a lot of growing to do. And, but also I could articulate my relationship with God and a lot of things because of that. Whereas my husband, Alexander, he didn't, um, he didn't do STF, he did the army. He, but he comes from a family of seven kids me it's just me and my brother and he's smack in the middle and I felt like I had a kind of a judgmental attitude towards him and his spirituality because I've done all this work on my spiritual growth and my relationship with God and when I would talk to him about about it you know he couldn't articulate it the way that I expected or you know but in terms of what it means to be a person of true love 
I think he does that so much more naturally. Just part of it's his character, part of it's how he grew up in his family, just having to serve and not being so attached to stuff. And I feel like he, I really became humbled and learned about true love from him, even though like if, you know, if I, I feel like I'm constantly the one who has to put work and learn it. And he's, he's more naturally just connected to that, maybe the way he was raised or the way he is spiritually, that's very different than me, who's a little bit, hmm. you know, taking things very um, literally, or, yeah. So it's not, so you're different. This is interesting. And I want to go into this a little bit for everyone listening. So you're different spiritually, at least your perceptions of each other is different. You know, it's like, I'm the gung-ho on my yeah. high horse. <laughs> yours. <Yeah. laughs> totally. And, and totally. he's kind of like, oh, he needs to mature and grow up with. So do you, did you find over time that actually your, maybe your spiritual level was a little different or your, your, the way you practice spirituality was different, but did you find that your ultimate goal was the same? in terms of yes. like what you wanted to do, like how you want to experience the blessing? I think our ultimate goal, and this is where I feel like God is brilliant and I feel so much of God's love and our blessing is that we complement each other because our ultimate goals are a compliment. <laughs> like I, I, no joke, this is my dream to like empower blessed families. And I think about it all the time, not just when I'm supposed to, right? But like this all the time, like how do we help inspire more people to get blessed and also those who are blessed and empowered? For Alexander, his key thing is really about our family. Like he really is thinking about our family all the time, how to support me going into maternity leave, like we were in the meeting with Dr. Young and we were asked like, what are we most concerned about? And he shared about our family situation, right? And figuring out our schedules and I'm sharing about the world getting blessed, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, we're very different, but it works so well because we complement that aspect of ourselves. Yeah. And it's not that I don't think about the family or that Alexander doesn't think about yeah. bigger things in the world. It's just that like, our two values of like family is the key value, but it's also how can we serve other families as a family? And I feel like we, we really respect just the way that we think differently and we make it work to support each other in doing that. And right. I don't know how to describe it. I just feel like right. God knew that, you know, it's like, it's like some, some people are conquerors and some people are homesteaders. Yes. So you're exactly. a conqueror. You want to yeah. bless the world. And you're, and Alexander wants to bless his family, his yeah. children. Yeah. So he's I've more, heard this dynamic a lot. These I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that you're not, like, let's, let's be clear. I'm not saying you don't care about your kids. You definitely do. You're, you're, you're a mom. You know? Yeah, yeah. Let's be real. No. Uh, yeah. But, but he is, his characteristic is he's wants to, he wants to bless his kids. Yeah. Right. And there's no way that I could do this without his support. Like, yeah for me to go and travel to workshops and all those things and he helps cook dinner and make you know the kids like there's no way we can do that and the fact yeah. that we both genuinely enjoy doing that and get um okay. energy from that is the key that yeah got it so th so there's one qual there's one thing that you both have in common that i think is what makes it work and i think that's what your father sees in you I think that's what my wife and I have, even though we're exactly the opposite, just like you guys are. And I was thinking about this from, from God's perspective. Like, let's, let's go back in history a bit. Let's think about the fall of man. Mm -hmm. Let's yeah. think about, okay. and like, what was, what were, okay, we know that the fall of man was a sexual sin. It was Adam and Eve uh, not maturing and, and receiving the blessing from God. And on that foundation of self-centeredness, self-centered sexuality, they had a family, uh, you know, and that was perpetuated throughout history. Yeah. Long, long story short, short, um, Adam and Eve didn't fulfill the responsibility. And so what is God's, uh, heart when he had this ideal, God has this ideal of the blessing and not being able to have that fulfilled from the beginning. Well, I don't know. I kind of <laughs> Well, a little bit disappointing. Other questions. 
Keep well, going. God, God's a little bit disappointed, a little bit sad, maybe. Like, let's yeah. let's personify God for a second, right? Let's say God yeah. is a parent, right? If we have any parents, it's like, you work so hard to raise your kids to do something and they don't. Okay. Of course, God isn't hateful. God does not hate Adam and Eve. God loves them unconditionally, yeah. right? But let's go through history, right? Okay. Jesus Christ, according to the divine principle, also intended to receive the blessing and yeah. establish essentially God's lineage, right? This is where this is where the spirituality comes in. And if you don't understand what we're talking about, you should really go back to listen to the first episode of this podcast about spiritual spirit world. And then we get to true parents. Okay, yeah. what does God feel? Oh my gosh, finally, maybe relief. Like finally we have this thing that I've been working so hard for to establish this blessing. Ultimately, it's the blessing. And yeah. true parents have you know, being blessed themselves have given the blessing to thousands upon thousands of couples in the world and in spirit world, right? So where are we right now? If you're listening to this and you're a single guy or a single gal, from God's perspective, and God sees you as this single individual who has a sea of an, an infinite or billions of people in the world to consider as a matching partner, what is God's number one focus? God needs to know that these two people will pass on the blessing mm, yeah. to their children. Not mm. only pass it on, but experience it fully in their lives and then pass it on to their children and to people around them. That is numero uno. Yeah, good I point. think, I think from God's perspective, I'm not God. I'm not your father. But logically speaking, this is priority number one. Yeah, and if you look at yeah. the vow, if you look at the vows, right? The vows that true parents ask during the ceremony, it's like you will consummate your, your blessing centered on God and you will teach your children and educate them to do the same and to, and to receive the blessing, mm -hmm. to remain pure and to remain faithful within their blessing. Mm. That's priority number one. And build channel Gook is part of it. Yes. And build channel Gook. So you, yeah. you and Alexander and me and my wife, Hitue, we all have the same goal. That this is what I'm realizing from hearing you is that we, our goal, number priority is we want to experience the blessing and we want to pass the blessing on. We want to pass on God's lineage. <clears throat> of course, there are a lot of priorities, right, that God has. And I think that people have, but I think to make this more relatable to individuals at the bare bones, that's really what it is. Like if you're talking with someone, you ask them, what is your belief in the blessing? What kind of blessing do you want to create? And that makes it a lot easier because you narrow down, okay, I'm looking for not billions of people in the world. I'm looking for someone who understands what the blessing is, wants to bring that blessing to fruition and wants to, and wants to have a family and wants to, to educate those children to do the same and to pass on the blessing and to help other people receive the blessing and to build channel good. It becomes a lot simpler, actually. And yeah. inside that, inside all of that, you've hit a lot of really important keys. You found someone that wants to have a family. Personally, like my personal opinion, I think, is that if you have someone that wants to have a family, that's, that's one of the most important things. If someone's like, I don't want a family, you know, I don't have kids. Maybe I'll have half a kid if I have 10 for it. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Like that's a person, that's Benji's personal opinion. That's a red flag for me and I'll run away. Like when I match my kids, if someone's like, yeah, you know what? I don't want kids right now. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on, uh, you know, getting, making money and, and, and no, I'm like, no, sorry. <laughs> Move next person. Right. So that's it. That's it. That if, if you have a priority of, I want to receive blessing, I want to have kids, I want to pass the blessing. Like that's, that is one very, very critical uh, thing that I think that my wife and I, like we've talked about all the time, very, very different in our understandings of life and the blessing and spirit world and our practices and opinions, but we want to do the same thing for our kids. And that's why we talk about our, to, to our kids every day about stuff. And we ask them questions mm -hmm. and we pray together and we do all that kind of, stuff. we go to church every Sunday. Uh, it's because we're, we have that common vision. And that's why my wife was like, when I got a job in New York to work for BFM, she was like, yeah, you're going to take it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it wasn't yeah. a thought. It wasn't like, you know what, you know, by the way, I had to leave my wife in Japan while she was pregnant. And, uh, yeah. And I didn't want to do that, but she was like, you got to do this. And I was like, yeah, I do. So, and I'm glad we did. Okay. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that's, yeah, really what God needs. And what was coming up 
um, just when we're thinking about like children. And I feel also, I think a lot about like our parents who received the blessing, like when they understood principle, who your parents were, everything that you, you gave a very short like summary of history, but how long God's been yearning to give the blessing. And I think that heart of like, they said yes, like that commitment. Um, I feel like that's a huge, a huge um, part that God needs and is looking for in people. Because sometimes, yeah, there's a lot of things that are scary. For some people, it's very vulnerable to become parents. They're concerned about it because maybe they felt they didn't have a good role model. For me, I was very vulnerable to get blessed because I felt I didn't have that good role model of marriage. I wanted to be a mom, but like being a wife was scary. Could I do that? Well, you know, so it's okay to feel those vulnerable things. I feel like some people aren't as clear, but what you're committing to or saying yes to is like, even though I don't know how God, right? How is up to God more? I, I want to take this leap of faith. Like I do want to try my best to figure this out and do that. And like being able to say yes, even when it's scary, like that kind of heart, I think is so key for the blessing and what God's looking for. And that's the people that God used throughout history to like, like create the lineage, like Jesus's lineage, like where it comes from, like for him to be born, right? Where these incredible um, people who just could say yes to God. And I feel like true parents embody that in their whole life. And that's why they could bring the blessing. And God needs people, people like that and to raise our kids like that. And to yeah, it really comes down to this like selfless heart. Like I was trying to think of that, like this concern about not just living our own happy life and our own happy family, but how can we, you know, we're thinking about others, we're thinking about our, our kids, the future of their blessing. We're thinking about how to bless other people. And it's, you know, thinking about other people and their happiness, not just our own. And I think that that's, it just logically makes sense that that's the way we can create a better world and God needs more people like that, right? But I feel that part of the reason that our couples have that tendency is because we come from our parents who did it first, right? And we were born out of that. They're, they received the blessing for these, like, not for themselves. And we were born from this, from this love that was greater than just their couple, right? You know? Right. And I think that's why we have that ability to think that way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> it's like, like our kids even more so, I hope. I, I we'll think a them. practical example of that is having children. Is yeah. Having children is one of the most selfless things uh, on the, well, being, let's say, being a good parent <laughs> is, is the most selfless thing uh, on the planet. And, and, and being a parent happens to be one of the most important things to ensure that the world survives even. True. Your father said, right? In in a in a very interesting way that uh, in a hundred years, if people didn't have kids, all of humanity would be demolished, collapsed, population yeah. would collapse. So, so it's like selflessness directly is like being a parent. Uh, also, be getting married, like starting there, getting blessed. Yeah. It it takes selflessness, and people often nowadays are like, like, why should I get married and get blessed and and be a parent if it's so hard? Why would I commit yeah. to doing something that's challenging? And that's a really hard question to answer, right? It comes, yeah, I was honestly thinking about this because it's part of maturity, I feel. Like my sons, they've started school and it's really hard. They're like, why do we have to go to school every day, all the time? Right. And like, they're just getting started. Kindergarten and first grade, they have no idea. <laughs> they're going to have to do this kindergarten. And I'm like, man, you know, part of growing up is accepting that you got to do hard things. And I was looking at our third little baby, Ruben, who's like this newborn, and we're, we've got our elementary school sons and the newborn baby, and it's just reminding me, wow, I, I love my life. This is the life I dreamed of as a little girl who was imagining what it was like to have a family. When I first became a mom, a first-time parent, right, it's so intense and hard, but like the more you've done it, the, just the more you appreciate like the joy of it and the confidence you feel in it. And I feel like that's just part of maturity and life, mm -hmm. but I would not change this for the world. I, I, I love, I do not miss single life at mm -hmm. all. I do not, even though this is so much more responsible, so much harder the, and it, we've talked about this all the time. It's so hard to describe the, the joy, the like, just filled up with love that you feel 
<laughs> I think especially newborns yeah. sometimes bring that out. But maybe, maybe if Ruben, like, if Ruben's around, you can show him. I know. Oh if you God. get a chance. <laughs> it's just so cute. But yeah. it just reminds me. And but the thing is, I feel like it's connecting us to God. Like it comes back to that point. God is our parent, and just the same tendency that we want for our kids to grow up and be blessed. It's it's just a very natural thing. God wants that, but also through becoming parents, you resemble God. And I feel like there's just this joy that God wants all of us to experience and feel. And I, I really feel that. I, I genuinely feel like I'm living my dream life as a little girl who just wanted to be a mom. I didn't yep. know all the challenges that that comes with and how hard it would be, but that's part of life too. Is maturity is you're like, the hard things are worth it too. And and I, anyway, I'm just glad you brought that up because I was wishing, yeah. like, I wish I could tell so many women, especially because it's hard on the women. Pregnancy and birth is not easy. It's no yeah. joke. I, but I, you just see all of that part and it's not, it's yeah. so hard to describe the joy. I think the difference between that and school for your boys is that school is not cute. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, well, yeah. for a lot of, for, for a lot of people, it's not like most of the kids I ask, like at church, like how's school? They're like, oh, it's the worst, you know, it's not every, so, but, but I think a point you made, which is really critical is that to you, the benefits outweigh the drawbacks. Yes. Like yeah. a million to one, infinite to one. And, and that's and I like that's a simple way it. and yeah. maybe it like maybe a way maybe a simpler way to say it yeah, which is not exactly apples to apples is like if you have a dog why do people have dogs it's hard work a lot of work a dog but you enjoy having a dog right that's a de terrible example because children are not dogs <laughs> but maybe on a, on a micro level it's easy to understand in that sense like if you get a new puppy right and and you got to like take it out in the middle of the night and to go and pee and ah yeah but so. it's also that's how we grow right it's like we yeah. our spirits grow by helping others and like having a dog and a pet is a great way to help you grow your heart and the family it's like even more so because the responsibility and the but it's also like we want to grow we feel good we talk about growth a lot and i think that that's a trend in society people want to grow but Sometimes they put a ceiling on it because they don't understand how much growth happens when you're a parent and a grandparent. And yes, it's hard, but there's also the joy through that. And yeah. it's weird. It's some of these things can't be fully articulated, right? I think I, that's the point. Right. I think also some because because if you're talking with someone and you say, oh, being a parent's great. There is a huge subsection of people that are like, no, nah, it's not for me. You know, our marriage is amazing. The blessing is amazing. People are like, no. Nah. Like if, if you give the choice to a lot of people, they will say no, even if you tell them how incredibly and great. So, so there seems to be something fundamentally that's different between individuals who are like, like you who are like when they're kids, you're like, can't, I can't wait to be a mommy and, and they have dolls yeah. and, and they grow up and they just can't wait to get married and have kids. And, and then there are people like me who are like, nah, I'm, I want, I want to be single my whole life, or at least that's where I would have been if I didn't. <laughs> But didn't take the opportunity. Oh, that's important to address. That's where I would have. Yeah, I would have been that guy for sure. Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. So, I mean, ultimately, it comes down to priorities in life. If yeah. if your priorities are what we're talking about here, the blessing, eternal life. If your priorities are experiencing love and growth in God to the fullest extent, then yeah, it's like the that desire to be a parent, to have a relationship, to get married, to make that commitment is a lot stronger. Uh, and also childhood, right? Childhood plays a huge role in people's desire to have a family, for sure. Um, I mean, an ex ex exact example would be someone who was really, you know, I know a lot of, some of our listeners are in that boat where they had pretty traumatic childhoods where they, yeah. they didn't experience a lot of love from their parents and they didn't see a lot of love in their own parents, right? So naturally the conclusion that we come to is it's not fun. It's not healthy. I can't do it. Right. I know you experienced a bit of that, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where the, the, I always talk about that, the game changer and the shift is stop comparing to what you didn't have and start creating that. Like I got a lot of making up to do maybe and how to create that, but that's where I feel so much God's love. And I feel like, you know, everyone has their own unique dream. And I feel like it comes from childhood, these different whatever you felt like feelings you want to feel as an adult when you're big and grown up and that's exactly what I was feeling and looking at little Ruben but it, what 
the bigger thing is like, I felt like God has been with me. God knows the dream that's in your heart and is helping you create that and co-creating that with you. And I think that like, I don't know, that's always what I want to share with <laughs> like one thing to share is like, whatever your circumstance or life is like, you can create, co-create a different version and an incredible life with God. And that's part of it. It's like include God in it. And that's what the blessing is all about. God wanting to be in our lives and in our families um, and experience that joy with us, you know, like just like as a parent, I want to be able to be involved in my parents and kids' life. Yeah. So that's you. awesome. Thanks, Yana. <clears throat> this is this is one of our my most uh, favorite favoritistist podcast it's lengthy but it's worth it for everyone that's sticking around yeah. thank you for listening and I, I we're not done yet we're not done we have one more uh, point to make that you're going to find interesting but if you're listening to this and you find it valuable uh, please consider sharing it with someone that you love your team your family and also subscribe or follow uh, we, we're on spotify we're on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, all the podcast players uh, yeah because we're making this content just for you and uh, better stay connected Okay, so the last question, because our listeners are smart, Yana, and they're, they're intelligent and nifty and spiffy, they, uh, the big question is, what do you look for relationally? Because you can be all gung-ho spiritually and yeah. all about the blessing and have this grand vision for your life, and, uh, but we can't ignore the fact that being a, a relatable and mature human being um, plays an important part in compatibility. So I'm going to actually pull this up really quick. I'm going to Google search. What is okay. the most important thing to look for in a long-term partner? All right, let's see. Now, okay. I'm not saying these are right or wrong. We're going to, we're going to digest them a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this one article okay, says, uh, focus on what's more critical, the quality and content of their character for the radiance of their soul, for how you feel when you're around them, how they treat you, what you can notice and know about them if you were blind and could not see. <laughs> Choose someone for their invisible qualities. Okay, so this article is basically saying, uh, you know, choose things that are, are internal and, and long lasting and not the external thing. Okay, another article, let's see, let's open this one. Six things to look for in a long-term partner. Agreeableness is a great sign of a potential partner. <laughs> Positive responses to negativity. So yeah. negative experiences or emotions positively responding to us. Number three, sexual compatibility is a must for long-term relationships. Okay. Good friendships. Um, number four, make good friendships make for better relationships. So friendship. Five, share a healthy lifestyle with your romantic partner. Six, you need excitement to carry you through your long-term relationship. Okay, so this is, I want to bring this up because this is basically, I'm not saying it's right or wrong or terrible advice. I'm just saying like, this is the, the general, this is what's yeah. out there. So ultimately what that means is if you ask anybody this, on the street, this is what they'll say. This is mm -hmm. basically what they'll say, not right or wrong. But I know for a fact, when you're talking with someone who's in the trenches and looking for a matching partner and you tell them look for someone that's sexually compatible <laughs> look for it's like <laughs> it's overwhelming it's too much yeah. so i, I want to make this way simpler for you guys with these two points spiritually speaking right and then relationally speaking um okay so there's a there's a concept in real love that i i agree with wholeheartedly and i have seen work for me and also for many people and you might hate real love or you might love real love. I don't care. Uh, this concept is really powerful and it's actually very principle-based. The author of Real Love states <clears throat> that any, any two people who are able to receive love and to give love unconditionally can make a successful, happy marriage. That's what he says. Ultimately, what that means is if you have two people that feel love, know they're loved, by people, by God, by the parents, by everyone. I am a lovable person. And as a result, they're able to love other people. And if you bring two people like those in a relationship, it will succeed because nothing will matter more than that. No financial difficulty, no sexual incompatibility, no difference in sex drive, no nothing will matter because they are able to love each other unconditionally. 
people often say that marriage is the number one cause of divorce. P.S. Would you agree with that? Yeah. No. That's, what does no. that even mean? <laughs> right. Because, right. It's like, <laughs> then everybody would be. You don't married. understand marriage. Whoever wrote that. Yeah. It's That's like, the then, then, I mean, how many couples do we know? I know tons that are financially ill, struggling, but have a fine, are happy as can be. There's many people around the world in third world countries that don't have any money, but are happy, happily married. So it says nothing about their financial economic situation, but more to do with the quality of the individuals in that relationship. It's not an yeah. international marriage that causes people to divorce. It's not where you grow up or what you look like or anything of these things that causes, causes, quote unquote, makes people divorce. It's yeah. simply if people are not able to, to receive love from one another and to give love to one another unconditionally, then it, they're going to suffer. All these things like money, finance, sexuality, those are our factors those are conversations that contribute to that might contribute to tension in a relationship if fundamentally two people are not loving people. Yeah. And if people are loving people, then they, you can have conversations about finance without being at each other's throats. You can have disagreements about life, politics, fine, uh, faith, your religion, totally. your beliefs without being at each other's throats all the time and saying you're wrong. It's like, hey, you might be different, but I love you because I know I'm loved. Yeah, but the piece and that's there, key to become yeah. a parent. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's key to becoming parenting. I feel like marriage sure. helps you to get, but you've got to learn to um, disagree and still love each other. You know, I think. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's very simple to remember. You know, I sometimes feel intimidated by, and I've shared this with our our audience here, mm -hmm. like because I. My, we were matched by true parents. You and he, you at least like had something going on. But we were just picture matched, and so I'm like, well, yeah, I didn't. Some of these questions, like I didn't think about them. I was just like, I'm ready to give love and receive love. You know, like just working on like being open to anyone, and and so I do think that sometimes it's important, and it's I want to validate the sincerity of everyone who's like asking these questions and the depth, right? You know, like, and also I just give yourself, take the pressure off sometimes of, I think we can spiral down. And I think that simplicity and what you're trying to do, Benji, with the, the podcast and talking about this is just get back to the bare bone essentials because you can drive yourself crazy going down all of the other what's ifs and maybe women tend to do that more I feel like I would have like, yeah. I just had such a hard time if I spent too much time dwelling on that but it's a lot comes down to like in real love too is like learning in myself am I a person who learns how to give and receive love and I can I can do that with anybody and I, I'm just really ready to love God's son my, you know, my husband and like and also learn about it but I think yeah, I feel like one of the biggest, I know it's still like, it's a spiritual thing, but I feel it's also very realistic in relations. It's just looking at maturity level of people. I think it comes down to this honesty with yourself and honesty and the other person, how honest are they about their need to grow? And that you can work a lot with that. It's not that somebody's perfect and has it all figured out. None mm -hmm. of us are, Right. but True. two people who are very honest about their need to grow and willing mm -hmm. to go through things together and grow because learning to love unconditionally is a growing process, you know, yep. <laughs> I think that that's, that's ultimately right. <laughs> what people are. I think we put too much pressure on ourselves. I think society yeah. puts too much pressure to be even that list of whatever. I'm sure there's people out there that are looking at that, asking, am I that kind of person? And you don't know, but you need to be a person who's like, like go back to the yin and yang. Like, how can we, make up for each other's strengths and weaknesses and work on this together. But I am so grateful to have a partner in life to go through with. I feel like that's what God wants. I'm not supposed to figure it out on my own. I feel like I, I love that we, Alexander and I adulted together. We had to figure out a lot of adulthood together. And that's something that um, helped me grow, you know? And I just think God, God sees us so much, uh, what we need uh so just 
for everyone who overcomplicates things, I'm a person who can easily do that. I hope that you can feel a little bit more. Well, let's let's help them out a little bit. I think one thing you mentioned uh, that I didn't really consider is that, yeah, we're not saying that you need to be unconditionally loving <laughs> to be in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, you like don't that, know what that is. That's a process. That's a process. Marriage. So let's break that down a little bit. So if someone is, okay, so the first point that we touched on is spiritual compatibility. That's an, that's kind of a fairly easy conversation to have with someone. It's like, you know, what are your, what are your spiritual beliefs? Uh, do we share a common vision for our spiritual growth and our ultimate, ultimate goal? Maybe the way we get there is different, but our ultimate goal is similar. Okay. That's unique to the blessing, by the way. So all this stuff we're sharing is unique to the blessing and actually makes it simpler to find someone, right? Because you're not just looking for anybody. So the second point we're talking about is compatibility and this unconditional love thing. Uh, if you're talking with someone, how do you, how do you gauge and navigate, uh, how how loving and how love how loved this person feels like how much of a priority that is in their life you know what i'm saying mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think a lot has to do with even the communication process like the way the matching process is designed it's helpful um the way people talk about themselves and the way they talk about their family helps gauge like sort of what are they thinking um, or being able to ask i love asking people what they're passionate about or what they're motivated by you get so much of a picture of who they are beyond you know it's it's kind of like maybe like we said it's so easy to see the external things oh you're studying this and this but but why are you studying that right yeah. and like find out the things that light people up i feel like that's where you really um get a gauge of who they really are because i will i will say that you can tell some people have more walls or boundaries and other people are more open <laughs> even to share some people it takes more time to open up in that and i know from talking with them in the matching process it's not easy if, if it's harder for you to open up all about yourself so i think being someone if you're looking for trying to find this in people it's how can you ask the kind of questions that bring out the best in people earlier on? And also it's a little bit of that giving and receiving already. Like, how are you willing to give and show the best parts of yourself and not like, I, I always think sometimes people think humility is about like, um, oh, I'm not that great. Or like they put themselves down, but that's not real humility. Humility is being able to show like the things that you're passionate about and you're vulnerable, you're putting yourself out there showing your true self, but that's exactly the kind of um, things you wanna bring out in a matching process and you want to see from a person because that's gonna help you get a glimpse of, again, it's not just what they're doing, right? But why they do it. And I feel like you can understand a person so much more that way than- Right, interesting. Um, beating around the bush to sort of say, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. So would you say that during the matching, like the matching process actually is a good opportunity to, to practice giving oh, and receiving it's, love. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a great opportunity to practice yeah. that. And, and also you get a sense of what it would be like communicating with this person mm -hmm. or how are you as a communicator? Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. So the matching process itself has an incredible relevancy. To, like you need that time, you know, six, seven months that we recommend to yeah to look to practice loving each other not to see like is this person loving or loves me or doesn't love no not at all we're not saying that again we're not saying you need to be perfectly loving uh, unconditionally yeah. or anything but it's a i would like if if i was talking to someone matching process or if i was matching my kids i think that the the most important quality that they would have is how how frequently they or no how much they prioritize um seeking out love like unconditional love. I'm talking, I'm not talking about like superficial likes on Instagram or Facebook. I'm talking about, do they make it a priority to fill themselves up with love? Because many people will uh, prioritize giving love, especially in yeah. our faith and especially in a religious context, being unconditional, loving more, loving harder. But it's very, it's, it's more rare to have people that prioritize every day, every day, every morning, filling myself with love, with God's love, from with parental love, receiving love from people so that they can be a more full and, and loving person. Personally, that's what I would look for. Um, because if someone is experiencing love, 
in their lives, they will give love naturally. Yeah. They, if they, if they feel that love, they will give love naturally. Um, and this is the case with God. And I think this is why having a relationship with God is so precious to me is because I can experience love from God, even if I'm alone, you know, of course, it's not the only source of love in my life. My wife, my parents got Yana, you know, so no, seriously, every time I talk to Yana, I feel love and that's how it should be. Right. And, yeah. uh, it's, it's because I think people like Yana have, and your parents have a source of love that they always go back to. It's an unconditional, yeah. unending love. That's God's love. What is it? Uh, unending, eternal, and unique, right? Unique, mm -hmm. unending, eternal. So that's, that's an important quality is like, or, or they kind of like, oh, I don't need love. Like, like I, I, I'm good. I'm fine. And then to me, that's like, all right, you don't really. So, so ultimately what I'm saying is that if people are prioritizing constantly learning how to love and growing love and capacity to love, that's a really important quality to see in someone. Again, it's not, doesn't mean they're perfect. It means that they're willing to grow and to learn. Yeah. Um, right. I think that's the key. I mean, I really love, it's in our um, level two blessing preparation, but those, how do you know you're ready? And most preparation is internal. It goes down to that, like motivation for wanting to get blessed, capacity to love, which we were just talking about, maturity, which is what I was talking about, about honest, you know, with yourself and ability to grow, and then faith, you know, and there's always that aspect of faith because I feel like, again, as a theme in Alexander and I relationship, but what you can control and what you can't control, right? There's a lot of things you can work on in yourself and you can try to do in the process, but you always, I, I hope for people that they can feel, feel like faith and relationship with God is that comfort that God is helping you out. Your parent, parents helping out. We're here helping you out. Like you have a lot of support. Just reach out for that support. You're not doing this all on your own. And I think that's an incredible thing to remember about the matching process and general why relationships and family are so important that it's not just like i've got to do all of this on my own and we get so much caught into that instead of being able to receive that love and remember that you're not on your own and that's i think a huge part of what faith is about um yeah okay cool. I, I yeah i feel like that's the thing people need to listen to their intuition and feel yeah. like god's helping them and all these points that we're bringing up too but yeah God can show you a lot about a person or even just trust your feeling and your heart to a lot. It's coming up. I think this is a powerful conversation and that's a good ending. However, I want to give everyone a cliffhanger for next episode <laughs> in, or sometime in the near future. I want to talk about why blessings don't work out. <laughs> yeah. An interesting yeah. top that's going to be a little bit taboo and controversial, I'm sure. But Yana is the BFM director and we have a lot of experience with this. So stay tuned for that. Your actions, guys, listening today are let someone know uh, about this podcast and talk with them about the content that you received. Have give and take. If you watch this entire episode, uh, that means you really enjoyed it. I hope. High five. <laughs> High five. Thank you. And uh, that means that you should let us know that you enjoyed it or let someone else know even better. And be sure to subscribe, follow, uh, check out matchnet.us if you want to join the program, see if that's right for you. That's our step-by-step -step process to get you guys successfully matching less. Um, all right. Sounds Thank good. You. Thanks, everyone. God bless. We love you. Bye, Bye. Anna.